Logan and Rebel use an embarrassing amount of F-bombs. Listener discretion is advised. everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Looking Glass Podcast. I am your host, Logan Pyatt. I'm Rebel. What are you doing cranking me down? Quit touching it. Quit touching it. Stop. That's not your mic. Don't worry. You're still blowing people's eardrums out. You're sure? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. just want to make sure that I'm heard. I wouldn't dare touch your mic. Because I got a lot of things to say. I just want to make sure I'm heard. Hey, that's all we're wanting. We're just wanting you to say what you need to say. You know somebody in a better mood today? Yeah. You on crack? A little crack. All right. Like I dabbled with crack. It was, kind of, it was kind of one of those deals I found like this much crack between the seats. I'm like, I'm going to do that much crack. Well, I'm going to tell you like Grandpa told me, crack is whack unless it's free. <laughs> stay off drugs, kids. <laughs> you should always stay off drugs, kids. That's what I said. Unless you're legal. I don't know about that beer tastes funny. I'm Isn't not. that your spotted cow? Yeah, it is, but something, I don't know, something's wrong. Something's wrong right there. Look at that. It's got, got a dent in the can. It looks like somebody shot at the can. Ah, the can's dented. They hate these cans. That's the problem, is Something's it? weird. How you doing, though, bud? I'm all right. World treating you okay? Uh, it's treating me. You couldn't have one more brown. Is that true? I think you're colorblind. Uh, I noticed whenever you pulled up, you literally have on a brown... Holly's harvesting hat, a brown looking glass sweatshirt, brown yes. pants. I'm going to disagree on the pants. That is a cream. You creamed your pants? Mm. Wrong side of the wall. And but. brown work boots. It's called leather, but yeah. Yeah. yeah what, so whatever. I mean, yeah. there's they're leather. There's three different kinds of leather. There's Australian. There's Himalayan. And what we all love. Samoan. Samoan leather. Samoan leather. Nothing is as smooth. It's the finest leather. Samoan leather. I've got the most tits-ass pair of ostrich boots. I know. You had them on, was it last weekend? They were laying, sitting by the door up there. Yep. yep. I'm like, oh, man, you know you were strutting like a peacock. Aren't those good, though? If you had your ostriches on. Aren't those good? It's a fine-looking pair of boots, but I just can't imagine... They look as good as they cost. Well, I talked about it a little bit last week. We talked about uh, Kyle and Lauren's wedding. Yeah. I don't. Th- did I bring up the ostrich boots? No, you didn't talk about it, but I just wanted to reiterate what I was wearing. You're the guy that goes to the wedding and tries to pull all eyes from the bride. <laughs> did you wear one of your golf outfits that was like super pink? No, 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 no. And people are like, ah, oh, I just want to really look at the bride and she looks so beautiful. It's her day. And oh my God, who is that? And here you are. You're what like, is that? You're like, <laughs> as you walk in. All right. Now, 
you got your ostrich boots on. Let me paint you a Birmingham. Some kind of flowing pant, probably like a beach pant. Would you rather me start from the top and work my way down or start from the bottom and work my way up? Because I've got to tell you what I had on. Well, I know it was on the bottom, ostrich boots, and I'm assuming some kind of really big feathered hat on top. Mm-mm. Fill in the middle. No, no, I'm just just my hair looking flawless. Speaking of which, yeah, remember when you were like going to let it grow? You were in this big bet and... Logan don't lose bets. Logan don't make bets. He loses. And then, then what, three days later, I think I might even called it, you went you and got your hair cut and your beard trimmed. Well, I had that wedding I needed to go to, and I was looking a little scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. So it was time for me to get a, a haircut and a shave. I can only imagine how the conversation went. Shave and a haircut. You know what I'm talking about? That's dumb. Uh, what? That's what shaving a haircut is. Yeah, we've done that before. You and I? We're still going to disagree on shaving a haircut. Don't, don't. Anywho, I'm, shoot. I'm, I'm farting, right? So I come in farting hard. You were a big fart dude that day, remember? (laughs) Farting hard. And I'm looking good and I've got, I've got my hair. It's laid over the side with just like a little bit of gel in it. It's all in a mess. And then you, you move your way down Mm -hmm. and I've got on this burgundy jacket with, uh, with leather, like arm patches on it. No way it wasn't the size or two, too small on purpose. It was, it was fitted to me. Yes. Yeah. Tailored. So then I have on a, uh, what was it? Oh, what was like that a bluish thing? yellow shirt because yeah, it kind of kind of went with my wife's outfit. Something that popped. Something. So then I go, you move on down, and I've got on the tightest brown pants yes. that I <laughs> that I'm comfortable wearing. Like you could definitely, they weren't like skinny boy skater dude pants, but they're just about tight enough that I'm comfortable wearing them. You had them stuffed, didn't you, to get the rest of the eyes? I on did you. not, and yeah. I told you about the pants. What happened? But. Did you split them? No, no. I went to Leibowitz. I stopped by Leibowitz in St. Joe, shameless plug, yeah. to, to get a shirt. And the guy goes, do you want these pants from two years ago? And I was like, oh, crap. He's like, yeah, they're tailored to you. And, you know, he goes, these are your pants. They're paid for. I'm Surprise. Like, well, it's me, Larry the Cable Guy. I'm perfect. I was Barry. Like, what was his name? Barry. <laughs> what? The Cable Guy you were stiff in that time. Oh, when they pulled the plug on you, yeah, was that Barry? That was Barry. Go ahead, sorry. So yeah, they've been on layaway for better part of a decade. Paid for, but uh, oh. then you move your way south, and these tight ass brown pants mm-hmm. barely go over the top of my ostrich boots. We just call them stretches, but yeah, mm-hmm. my stretches. Yeah, and they look good. Oh, hell I look yeah. good. There wasn't a dry eye in the place, dude. I was scooting. Across the wedding reception. Yeah, but of course, the, the day wasn't about you. That's what you were going to say. It was about two two people. Kyle come, and Lauren. Coming together in holy matrimony to confess their love and share their life together. Right, right. But Kyle and Lauren were there. But then they you were, had me right. and you had Hallie. Who noticed those people? Exactly, because we were out dancing. The and pants pe- were so tight, you could only get like five of the mini bottles of champagne in there at a time. <laughs> I for- oh, no, I need to talk to him. He won't talk to you right now. Probably not. No. They're probably still mad when she saw you that you were trying to upstage her. She's in some beautiful, whatever, $2,000 gown, and you come in in your stretches, your feather hat. Oh, here I, I'm stretching. I'm stretching. What's that? What? Somebody's stretching. 
oh, everybody, look over here. And then it's you. You know what sucks about expensive cowboy boots? Everything. Everything. Yeah. There's nothing awesome about them. They are uncomfortable. Yep. There's no traction. Nope. You are about to fall down at any point in the night. Any and if, if you make it all night without falling down, by the time you get back to your hotel, you cannot wait to get those pieces of off. You're going to fall down there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But enough about me. No, it was a beautiful wedding. We're getting ready to... Uh, we got a special guest that we're going to give a holler to. Speaking of which, uh, Doc was supposed to be here today canceled doc was supposed to be here he said that the he had some complications at the hospital we did not ask any questions about it but just know no. doc will be on in a, a soon episode sometime but he one of these days the people needed him we understand that yes and there's no reason to get upset because doc had medical emergencies that he's not here correct so but in turn what we're going to do is we're going to give a phone call to one of my very good friends who has a Badass song coming out here real quick. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and give him a holler. You guys are going to like this. I guarantee it. You can't guarantee that. No, I can't guarantee it at all. You might like it. What if I don't you know. pounded somebody's old lady? I think most of you will like it. I don't know if he's been pounding anybody's old lady. Is he married? Uh, No, has a girlfriend. Mm. All right, dude. You made that weird. You got me cranked up? <laughs> Wouldn't. Wouldn't imagine not. <laughs> Hello. Mr. Marty Brooks. Hey, what's up, man? You are live on KUM The Dumpster with the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Oh, wait, no, hang on. We're not the Duck Club podcast anymore. Just the Looking Glass podcast. Hell. Excuse me. <laughs> But anywho, Marty, you are uh, you are currently live with me and Reb. Reb, this is my good friend Marty Brooks. Marty Brooks, Rebel. Hey, Marty, try not to your pants, bud. <laughs> hey, man, I was about to say, is this real life? Oh yeah. Uh, how excited are you right now? Oh, I'm so excited. How uh, excited I, are you? I, oh, I, I'm always excited whenever I get the chance to talk to you. I He's just, glowing, Marty. He's glowing. I just haven't had the opportunity to talk to you here as much lately as I'd like to. Yeah, man, you've been. Uh, Quite the busy, busy bee lately, haven't you? I have. See, Reb, I don't just ignore your call. I haven't been talking to Marty either. I just thought you didn't like me anymore. You know what happens to busy little bees? We've all seen Gladiator, right? Uh -oh. <laughs> Jesus. It's like incestuous. It's weird as shit. <laughs> you don't remember the movie. I don't remember that part of the movie. Why? When he's like creeping on his sister and he's like, you've been a busy little bee. And then he tells the busy little bee story and... I'm so and he's like really breathing <laughs> on her heavy. I'm supposed to have sex with my sister? I don't recommend it. It's illegal here for sure. Where are you from, uh, Marty? Marty's from Alabama. The laws. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can't do it in Alabama either. So uh, it's not uh, uh, 64. A bit of a gray area down there, bud. <laughs> All right. Go I ahead. think it's cousins, man. Cousins are okay. Sisters, that's a little close. Okay. Well, at least you guys got that part figured out. So, anywho, Marty Brooks, how's the world treating you, amigo? Oh, better than I deserve, for sure. Dave Ramsey. What? Yeah. Dave Ramsey, man. What What about Dave Ramsey? Better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. Oh. You guys are going to have to fill me in, because you can't just keep saying random <laughs> like you expect everybody to know what you're talking about. Oh, we about. talked before the show, and we're just like, let's let's just do our own little thing, Marty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but how can we make Logan look really, really stupid? Yeah. That <laughs> doesn't take a whole lot of work, bud. You've met me before. We have matching rings. It's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, Marty, are you having a cocktail right now? 
Actually, I am. Well, good. good, sir. I didn't. I didn't feel like I could be a part of this podcast and uh, not have a drink in my hand. What you're absolutely right about that. So, what are you going with? This is a TX blended whiskey. Ah, we've had TX. We've had TX blended whiskey on the show. Scotty yeah, Goggles I, gave us a bottle of it. I'm a fan. It uh it has a very vanilla aftertaste, and uh, I that, dig it. That was an old nickname in high school, vanilla aftertaste. <laughs> That's what everybody used to call rap. <laughs> Boy, it was a beautiful name too. Marty, are you drinking a, like a 30-ounce cup of it? Because it sounds like there's a bunch. No, this is one of the uh, – I like ice in my drink. I do enjoy cold drinks. So it's one of these uh, metal tumblers where you can fix a drink and get drunk and wake up the next morning and still have ice in it. So still cold. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never really have to shut it down then. When it's sitting on the exactly. nightstand and there's still some there. ice cubes floating, you're like, oh, piss on it. Why not? Have y'all not Have y'all not heard my song, Fifth by Noon? So I have <laughs> most certainly heard your song, Fifth by Noon. <laughs> that's that's the way to get started, man. Just uh, you wake up. It's, it's still by the bed. Still got ice. Well, hey, uh, speaking of getting started, if you don't mind... I, I'm not going to make this your classic, uh, you know, news radio question the the artist a whole bunch, but the people would like to probably get a little bit of a background on you, if that's okay yeah. with you. Yeah. So if we could just, you know, kind of start where Marty Brooks got started, how you, because uh, you actually have one hell of a story that a lot of people probably don't really know too much about. Yeah, well, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if it's a hell of a story, but maybe uh, some can find inspiration in it for sure. But uh, yeah, man, I'm born in uh, LA. I tell people that, and they get all excited and stuff. And then I say Lower Alabama, and their face just kind of dies, you know. And they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to engage this guy in conversation, but I uh, know I'm from from a small mill town in Lower Alabama, and uh, not much around here. Um, but uh, I developed a love for music pretty early. Um, my dad was real big into 70s and 80s rock. And had a turntable and these huge tower speakers and stuff. And I remember being a little kid just sitting in front of it, just blasting it on 11, you know. it's uh, probably why I can't hear today very well. But uh, I don't know, man. From an early age, I just thought that I wanted to, to be on stage and, and sing in front of crowds of people. And I uh, didn't really put much other thought behind it. So about 18, I started a, a rock and roll cover band called Fifth Element. And uh, we played for about 11 years. Amazing. A lot of amazing movie, by the way, in case nobody else <laughs> yeah. was going to say it. Maybe she's kind of sexy yeah. in it. But uh, we had a lot of fun, saw a lot of things, did a lot of drugs, all that good rock and roll stuff. Not and uh, <laughs> Yeah. But uh, just wasn't super fulfilled in the music i was just playing other people's music all the time and uh, too much sex married. drugs and rock and roll is that what you're telling me <laughs> yeah i was married and had a, Bless your a, heart. a child by then i were two stepchildren that i was raising as well and so i was really never at home and uh so i gave it up and said i wasn't going to play music anymore and, uh stayed with the old nine to five grind that the rest of the world seemed to be on and the way that i was raised and taught to do it you know you you get up in the morning, you go to work, you come home and handle whatever you got to handle at home. You go to bed and you get up and go back to work the next morning. And uh, so I just thought that's what I was going to do. And I was going to be a good dad, a good husband and all that. And uh, well, that turned to as far as the husband thing and ended up divorced. <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> At least you gave a sly yeah. laugh. That's where a lot of the inspiration for that first album came from. Almost right after that. Well, I, d- I didn't know how dark it was going to get after that. So yeah, after you kind of chuckled, Reb and I were both like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the divorce thing happened, man. And uh, I don't know. I was pretty close to death. I just didn't give a shit about anything anymore. And lost about a hundred pounds and was skin and bones and. But in that, I did a lot of soul searching and stuff. And, um, you know, I decided that I was happy playing music. And so I picked the guitar back up. And when I did this time, uh, I started writing. And um, I think what brought it on is I, I picked the guitar up. I've been playing for, I don't know, six or eight months, maybe a year since all that had happened. And I got invited to go to West Virginia and uh, play this festival. Never been to West Virginia. I had nothing else to do that weekend. So I said, why the hell not? And, uh, I go up there and I remember it was about three or four hours before my set to go on stage. And we were all standing backstage, the artists and stuff from the festival. And several of them there, including the headliner at the time, uh, was, was Chris Moondog Hall. I don't know if y'all have heard of him. Chris Moondog Hall, is that you said? Yeah. I've well, so I'm not there. Familiar with him, huh? <laughs> yeah. If you like, uh, uh, he would probably want to slap me if you heard me say this but if you like jamie johnson stuff whatever it's kind of along the lines of that i love jamie johnson uh, stuff <clears throat> yeah if i'm not mistaken he the two of them used to do some running around together but don't think that's still the case today but regardless we're all standing backstage and they started talking about man they didn't want to hear anybody go up there and sing anybody else's songs that they wanted to hear your soul and your creation and stuff and so here i am just sliding down shorter and shorter like god i didn't want to go on stage but I go up there and do my set, and the crowd loved it, and everybody clapped and stuff. But when I walked off stage, I, I made a promise to myself that I would never feel like that again, ever. And uh, I came home from West Virginia and started writing. And I think that was on, like, August the 24th or 25th, and somewhere around uh, September the 1st or 2nd, somewhere around there is when I wrote Memories. That was the first song I ever wrote. What year would this have been? Uh, it's been three years ago now. Really? Memories is still that young. Yep, three years, yep. I'll be damned. I was not aware of that. So, and, I mean, uh, yeah. you've kind of been on a hell of a trajectory then here recently. Um, well, the name of the album is running out of time for a reason because I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting any younger. And uh, I've had so many people say, you know, why did you wait till you were 40 years old to start touring the country and playing music and stuff for a living? And, uh, you know, but to do it and do it with my own music, I had to to live the life that I've lived to be able to write what I've written. And um, we sing about it because we lived it. Exactly. And um, it's pretty easy for me to to tell a story through lyrics and paint a picture for you to see because I see it in my mind because I live through it. And uh, so, yeah, man, that's where all that came from. And so um, so I, I wrote nine other songs to go with that over the course of the next year and a half. And uh, I uh, quit my job. I was working for the state of Alabama. I had a pretty good job and great benefits package, awesome insurance, all that stuff. So I gave all that up to uh, go chase my dream because I knew if if I was fortunate enough to live to be an old man and I'm laying in the bed dying with my final thoughts, if I could never say that I at least tried to pursue my dream and tried to go do the one thing that I'd always wanted to do my entire life. Then, then regardless of what else I did in my life I and mean, whatever else I accomplished, I failed because I wasn't true to myself and I didn't do what I really wanted to do. 
Here, here. So I gave all that up. I quit my job on January the 6th. And on January the uh, 8th, I was standing back in Charleston, West Virginia, um, in the studio making my first record. And that was of 20 in 2020. Well, that's actually, you know, so inspirational because how many people, you know, who are out there listening to this podcast right now who are doing things that they don't want to be doing for a living? You know what I mean? They're they're stuck in a nine to five because they feel like they need to be. And there's probably people out there who are lyrically talented, musically talented, uh, good golfers. I mean, you you're name talking it. about me right now. Yes, I'm, I'm certainly talking about Rebel, of <laughs> course. But so many people out there and and I hope that people, you know, listen to your story and they actually decide, you know, piss on it. Life is too short. Quit your job. Running out of time, you know, but <laughs> if there is a chance that you can go out and you can actually do what you like to do and you can make a living at doing it and you're not going to starve to death or anything, then then why not go and chase your dreams? Exactly. I mean, you hear people say it all the time, like, oh, so-and-so, man, they just, I'd love to do what they do. Like, how many times have you heard somebody say that? Or, I wish I could do this right here. And Every you know, time I you, visit if you really think about office. it, and if you ask, if you ask any of those people that are already doing it, how did you get to do this? You know, it's like they took a chance. And uh, if you don't ever even try, you know, and I, I do believe, man, if there's something you want bad enough, if you truly want it bad enough, you'll find a way to make it work and you'll get it. it um, and well, it takes a lot of balls. And I, I, you know, congratulate you on this over and over. But it takes a lot of balls to actually go ahead and quit your job and know that you're destined to do something else and be willing to get out there and go and pursue your dreams because – I would say 99.9% .9 of people would never do what you did and actually dump, you know, a, you know, a sure thing and go out and try to make music and make good music. Yeah. yeah not man, to, uh, not to fluff you too much, but we would have been out some seriously great songs and music if you had, uh, just kept banging it out at the state of Alabama. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you, man. So I thank you. It. I think, I think that if, if people would just look at it like this, man, and again, I think it's, it's just what's, ingrained in us from birth but we live life backwards if you think about it you know you're you're born and then we're we're young and we're full of life and energy and and all this stuff and we're confined in these little desks and stuff at school all day long standing in line in the hall you know what i mean raise your hand to talk you can't take a leak if you need to you know without asking permission all these things and then you you shuffle right out of that into college if you're fortunate enough to get it or unfortunate enough to have a loan from the government that's paying for it, that you're never going to be able to pay back. No shit. Um, Amen. But, but you do all that. And then, so now you're, you're 25 years invested into your life to go do what everybody's told you. You got to do your whole life is find that perfect job and, uh, and be successful at that job working for somebody else. And man, that's just retarded. And you do this until you're so old <laughs> that you can't really appreciate and enjoy what you've worked all your life for. And so uh, I just encourage people, man, to really think about it and think about how they're living their life and what order things should be, man. And if there's something out there that I'm not telling everybody to quit your job, don't do it tomorrow. You know, before you do that, you need to have some kind of parachute prepared. You don't just jump off the cliff without that. But we're going to um, look Friday morning. We're going to have zero Patreons <laughs> yeah. because they yeah. all pulled their subscription because they and they're all trying to write songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marty and Logan said I could do it. <laughs> My song kind of sucks. <laughs> I don't know. But how yeah, many. man, just, uh, 
Yeah, if they just think about it, man, it's uh, I don't think it's that hard to figure out. I just think that we need to reprogram the way we uh, the way we think, and maybe the way we teach others behind us. You know. I'm with you, man. If you get out of college and have some serious debt stacked up, or even if you don't and you have all the society pressures on you, like you're saying, people usually uh, settle for a job because they have to immediately yep. just to start paying bills and because they start coming at you pretty quick. And then I'd say half or better of those people just kind of stay there through the whole prime of their life because they're too uncomfortable <laughs> to go pursue something else that would make them more happy. Right. It's that they know their job, they're comfortable with their job, or you know, they make a couple more dollars an hour than they feel like they could leave and go start fresh somewhere else for. And you're right. And then you're up stuck and trapped there forever. It's amazing what people put up with if you just wave a couple bucks in front of their face. <laughs> They'll make themselves miserable, yep. man, just to, just to be comfortable. Yeah, man. I do it here every week. Yeah, I was going to you know? say. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> is what it is but here we are so uh marty do you feel like do you think that you're at a better spot now since you actually went and you know you quit uh you quit the fifth element went and did that and great movie again yes wonderful movie but <laughs> the movie's actually just okay but anywho what <laughs> i mean it's fine it's better than okay don't get i, I liked it too i don't know why you would you say probably that. Got, see you're logan you're still losing subscribers doing this man so. yeah no i mean i like the movie fine but you said man this is some bullshit. he can't hear that by the way but the, the stones is it, yeah. that's what we're talking about yeah. okay <laughs> Okay, but anywho, do you do you think that uh, you're actually at a better spot in your life since you quit and you tried to do the nine to five and then came back as a grown man and started this new band? Do you think that you're at a better place now than if you just would have kept on with the uh, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll as a nineteen year old and kept trying to you know just grind it out? For for sure, um, probably wouldn't even be here. If I would have continued on that path. Probably because um, you had more life experiences, more things to write songs about instead of just uh, doing the same old no, thing. because I'd be dead. He's saying he'd be dead probably, or would have yeah. lost citizenship. Well, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lost been, citizenship. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't or, not, or not been allowed to come back for sure. But, uh, but no, man, um, for several different reasons, I think the answer to the question is yes, I'm definitely in a better spot. Um, Maturity-wise, um, you know, it's fun to party, man. You want to party all night, every night, all the time. And you can't do that. And not if you want to be successful in this business that at least until you do make it, George Jones was pretty good at <laughs> getting smashed and stuff every night, but it was after he already had a huge following. He but, was uh, also really good at not showing up to his shows. I gave him a nickname back. In yeah. The day. That's, that's <laughs> no show Jones. Yeah. But, It'd be hard to get away with that if, if it were me, if I sold the tickets and then didn't show up. I don't think people would keep coming. But You uh, could do it for a while. It's hard to get away on a lawnmower, period. <laughs> yeah. you know. They're not as fast as they look. But yeah, man, just, just having lived the life that I've lived and experienced the things that I've experienced and and now seeing both sides of the coin, you know, the, the corporate America world um, versus what i call the free world um yeah I, I think i can handle it much better now than if i would have just stayed the course that i was on um and just going going through all of it though i mean shaped me into the artist that i am so i don't regret any of the other stuff um 
I don't write rock and roll music now, but you can definitely hear rock and roll influence in my music. Oh, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Who was so, your favorite band to cover back oh, back in the day? Back in the day, uh, Metallica probably just based off crowd response. Oh, pretty hard. Um, but I don't know, man. It was a it was a pretty heavy hitting set. We played Seether and Metallica and Ozzy and and so uh, <laughs> I mean whatever was popular on the radio at the time, we would learn the new stuff and. One of our Patreons, uh, Justin, is so hard right now, he's not going to know what to do with it. Well, he didn't. Marty never covered Slayer. <laughs> so, well, I mean, Justin no, likes we, all the hard stuff. We didn't quite get to Slayer, no. Yeah, well, thank God, and bless your heart for never doing that. <laughs> but, so you were getting your legs, and, well, you decided you were going to do this. You just said it was like three years ago, and then this uh, pandemic thing happened. At any point, did that, uh, I don't know, make it a hell of a lot tougher on you than it uh, than it should have been otherwise? Yeah, uh, I was so nervous you couldn't put a needle in my ass with a sledgehammer for a while. That's nervous. Uh, oh, I bet Rebel could have got one in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big yeah, it boy. Was, uh, it was, uh, it, it was the, the pandemic was scary for sure because I was like, are you kidding me like I waited I'm just my now pursuing my dreams to do this. <laughs> and i give up everything you know um i sold my bass boat even and to be in alabama and sell your bass boat you got to really want something pretty bad to do that and uh but no i sold i sold pretty much everything that i had other than my house and my truck because i had to have transportation i needed a, a roof over my head uh i got rid of everything else and stuff um we did all that, went to West Virginia, cut the record, and we're we're trying to put together a tour for the record to go support it and spread the word, and the country completely shut down. And uh, Just had to be scary. Yeah, man, I, I remember uh, sitting at the table talking to Jessica, uh, my girlfriend, and I was like, I, I don't know what the f I'm going to do. No. Like, this is an oh moment. You know, there was not a... Uh, a big pile of money sitting aside or whatever for me to live off of and to, to back this, this dream chasing I was on this adventure. And, uh, I kind of just put it in the universe's hands, man. I was like, I'm giving it a chance. And if it's meant to be, it's going to be. And, uh, it was certainly looking like that wasn't the case, uh, when that happened. But, um, no, man, everybody just started talking about, well, I can't work. I can't work. I can't work. And I just really felt like that there were, places in the country that you could still go and play music through most of this other than about i don't know maybe 30 to 45 days and uh and that's exactly what i did man i got in the truck put my guitar in the back and uh and i hit the road and um i kept going and uh i didn't get to do every show that i wanted to do but obviously i did enough to to survive and to keep my head above water um i love your can-do attitude yeah, well, <laughs> here's the thing. So, you know, you were saying before that 99% of the people wouldn't wouldn't have what it takes to do that out of fear or whatever because they're secure in where they are. And so it's kind of like uh, when your back's against the wall, um, you'd be surprised at what you can do. And so when you do take this leap and you're out there and you know that there's no choice, like failure is not an option because if you fail, like, what do you do? Like, I'm homeless. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, and uh, like saying, you know, you're giving hand jobs behind the quickie mark. <laughs> exactly. Like it's fun to say, yeah, man, I'm a recording and touring artist and songwriter and all that kind of stuff. But if you're homeless, man, I mean, that's that's going to be hard to run a business out of. Um, Unless you're giving hand jobs behind the quickie mark. That is your, exactly. you carry your business with you at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's always customers grip. behind the quickie mark. Yeah. yeah. And I'm never going back to that. So <laughs> tell you that right now. Oh, it's funny, man. I saw, so I saw, uh, somebody getting a little quickie. It was getting a BJ actually. Can I say that on here? Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> Hell yes. But we were in, we were in West Virginia making the record and, uh, we walked out the, uh, back door. Uh, some of the guys, some of the musicians smoked cigarettes and we walked off the back, out the back door. There's a, you know, an old metal, stairwells that run up and each floor has a metal edge that's graded yes and then there'll be a another flight of stairs that goes, so it's like this very old old skyscraper and so we're standing out there and this guy's sitting down at the base of the, the building down there with one of the local strippers from right down the street and uh it was great man <laughs> bless her heart you know a cold drizzly morning uh, in january uh in morning virginia. i don't know if you spend a lot of time in west virginia in january but uh yeah, man, they were out there at it early. What t- just trying to keep them warm, <laughs> and she's just trying to go to nursing school. So. What what time of day was this? Uh, I, I, ten. Yeah. Ten in the morning. Good time to get those. <laughs> I would have guessed it would have been seven hours before that. It was yeah, ten at least o'clock where it's in the dark morning. out. Yeah, <laughs> there is nothing to see here, people. The quickie mark was taken. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. But so anyway, you, you spent time in West Virginia, you got your record cut, you've been out yep. touring yep. and here recently you were just on a tour. You made your, you made your way to the Midwest. Oh, this is where he circles the conversation back to him. <laughs> brace, brace for it. Well, I'm just curious. So you were just recently on a, a, a short stint in the Midwest, right? That's right. What, who's, what's the coolest family you've ever met in your entire oh, life in the Midwest? Good <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> Hands down, the Pyatt family. Um, See? Sound well, like you said for, Aaron, but I couldn't for, quite tell. Uh, couldn't quite well, tell. Well, Rebel, like, I mean, he paid me like $8,000 to say that. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have to edit that out or not, but. <laughs> no, I'm I, I paid him eight grand before i gotta pay him another eight grand after this is over eight before you say it eight after that's yeah the deal. Ma- marty's uh, actually making a fortune just going on podcasts be like yes this logan's like, this the is best the way to make a living the Pyatt family i love them <laughs> yeah no man uh no for sure uh the, the Pyatt family um i'm so sorry marty definitely came through for us in a big big way on our run out through the midwest well and, no uh, and, and i didn't want a bunch of gratitude oh was, no we I, could tell yeah. no 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 My no gosh. no honest to god i really didn't but uh who's I, the coolest family you've ever met in your life and you better <laughs> say Pyatt. i just i just I say they, I, they do like to drink whiskey all of them yes 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 bit of a drinker's the Pyatt. <laughs> but no i wanted to uh i just wanted to bring this up because it ended up being one of the craziest goddamn stories that I've ever been a part of, so I can't even imagine what it looked like from your guys' perspective. Yeah. Man. When you rolled in, it's- did you think, oh, f- this is the Hills Have Eyes? <laughs> <laughs> well, Actually, no. Welcome Northwest Missouri, boy. The Hello? first thing I said is, can we ride to Buffalo? Yes. <laughs> I believe it was the first thing I said when I hopped out of the van. So I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory, but uh, where everything got crazy. So you and I, how this whole deal happened, and a lot of people probably don't realize how you and I even became friends, but, uh, 
I was down at the down at the track, and a couple of my friends had gone to the Red Shahan show the night before that you opened up for. And mm-hmm. so one of my good buddies, Kurt, Grandma Honda, he sends me uh, your track, Memories. And he's like, you got to listen to this song. He's like, you're going to totally love this guy. I'm like, okay. So I, I throw it on while I'm just, you know, walking around the track, and I listen to it once and then twice and then like nine times in a row. And I'm not just saying that to kiss your ass because we are friends, but I bet you I listened to your song no less than a dozen times in a row. And... uh I was like, oh man, this guy kicks ass. So <laughs> thanks, man. Yes. But uh, so a couple days later, Reb and I are doing the show, and I use memories for our red dirt recommendation. Hmm. What? No, go ahead. What, why'd you say, hmm? Some reason I thought I did, but you said it was you. I believe you. It was hundred percent me. You never even heard of it. That's what. Yeah, yeah it was, and you and you absolutely butchered my name too. I hope you. Yeah, oh, I said Marday. Marday. I don't know what the fuck this guy's name is, but but anywho, I think, I think you said it. Don't even fucking matter. It's a good song or something like that. <laughs> well, sorry about that. I didn't mean it, but uh, but anywho, and then just by happenstance, you ended up reaching out to out to us and got to shooting the shit back and forth with you and we've just kind of been in contact ever since then had you on snapchat we've hell we probably talked two or three times a week and you ended up coming up and playing mound city and you almost got to mound city before the old van broke down (laughs) but you showed up killed a or played a badass show there well this was after i guess you played columbia the night before right yeah we were in columbia the night before yeah you're in columbia missouri the night before where'd you play blue note no, uh, Rose Music Hall, um, sister Music Hall of Rose. You kind of cut out there. What'd you say? Uh, it's, I said it was a uh, Rose Music Hall. Oh, gotcha. Uh, it's actually the sister Music Hall of, of the Blue Note. You been there? Uh, not to the Rose. To- oh, where's that at? Uh, downtown Columbia. Well, um, I, I don't expect you to know it, Marty. You were just there for no. one night. I'm sure you were drunk as hell, but Reb, <laughs> yeah. Rebel lived there for five years, so... Yeah, I figured he had some sort of an idea where it was at. I know certainly where the blue notes at. I don't. I don't think I ever went to the rose. Gotcha. But anyway, it's not, it's not the rose has got an outside venue and stuff there too. It was, oh, it was gotcha. Inside and an outside, but, like an amphitheater. So great venue though. Rose is really cool. But yeah, you played that, then came up, played Mount City, and fill in whatever you want. But uh, the next day, you had to get up to Omaha to go play at Bucks. And Bucks is, that's a kick-ass spot for any of you who have never actually been there. Bucks would be like one of those, you wouldn't think it just by walking in there if you just went in there and had lunch, but to go actually watch a band play at Bucks, that place is so awesome. Yeah, it's very, very uh, personable place, I would say. 100%. And Marty, if you have any questions for Logan while he's talking, just go ahead and fire him in. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Just quickly on Bucks, whatever. One thing is, it's it's going to be a nationally touring act that comes through every Friday and Saturday night. And uh, if you want an up and close, personal um, show, uh, you know, it's one of the one of my favorite places to go for that. Uh, I got good food too, and uh, the whiskey goes down pretty good over there in Nebraska. Yeah, they couldn't have more Jack Daniels <laughs> bottles at Bucks. Let's not talk up Nebraska too but, much. That's <laughs> but yeah. So I, so I um. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. What ten miles outside of Mound City in the van, check engine light comes on, it's losing speed, has no power, and I was like, "Shit, here we go." You're about in and for a I, crash landing. Yeah, and uh, so I believe I messaged you and said, "Hey, man, we're 
trying to limp the van over there. It's got some problems, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so we, anyway, I pull into a gas station, check out whatever I can, which is not very much, and uh, decide we're going to just try to limp it to the venue. And that's what we did. We got there about 25 miles an hour. And uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. plenty fast for our roads. Yeah. So the, and the band, the band's all like just not saying a word because they don't have a clue what we're going to do. And uh, they're asking me, and I don't have any answers. Are they lost and in general? Thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. So, uh, so, but anyway, I said, but well, we had to go in here and do this show tonight. And when this is over, we'll figure it out one way or another. And so we go in and, and did the show, like you said. And uh, I, I think I talked to you that night, and you asked if I thought it could go, what, 10 more miles maybe? <laughs> and uh, I said, you, you got to make her about 15 miles north, and then I could help yeah. you out. And so that's what we did. We hobbled her uh, to uh, Fairfax, Missouri. And uh, Logan was, mm. first off, just so happened to have an empty bus sitting there that wasn't being used at the time. He had just and, bought uh, it because he heard you were No, no, no. I had, two, <laughs> I had two empty buses sitting there. I just gave he you the did. bigger one. Take your pen. He did. <laughs> and uh, so, one, one what, are the, what are the odds that you even have that? You're my only contact in this part of the country. Like, I don't know anybody else anywhere around Mound City, Missouri. And uh, so, yeah, but he has that. And we took all the stuff off the bus and my bus and put it on his bus. And uh, so, yeah, man, we were able to get to the show out there in Nebraska and make it back safely with no check engine lights, no breakdowns. And I didn't have to put any oil in your bus like I do mine. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, man. But the next day is when everything turned to a show. Yeah, because that would have been on Saturday, and we were all working, yeah. and my dad was down there, and I think my mom stopped by, and all my crew was down there, and you came in, played a few songs for Dad, which he was elated about. And yeah, I, I was so bummed out because he wasn't able to come to the to the show there in Mount City and stuff. So yeah, oh so yeah, so was he. As soon as we got there and knew he was there, I, I told Tommy and them, I was like, get your, get your guitars or whatever so we can. You took his van, Marty. We, he couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's a quadriplegic, Marty. <laughs> Way to put salt in the wound. It would nice he could have made the show, but I got your van, old man. <laughs> Mr. Bruce, I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But no, dad was so excited that you guys actually, you know, you came in inside and, and hung out for a couple hours and we had a, maybe a shot or two of whiskey and a few beers and got to hang out. And that, that meant a lot to dad. So I, I want to thank you once again for doing that. Oh yeah, man. It's my pleasure. We had a, I was really sad to leave. Uh, Justin made me leave here. We might still be sitting there talking now. Yeah. <laughs> If she hadn't told we had to get back to Alabama. Well, you guys definitely expedited my cirrhosis problem I'm going to have in the future anyway. So I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, I was, you know, I hated to see it go, but it was probably for the best. Yeah. If you had to see any more customers later that day, they were glad that we left too. Yeah, no shit. Word of warning. If you hang around too long, the pilots will uh, lay claimsies on you. And at that point, <laughs> at that point, you belong to them. Yes. And it's very tough to get away. We, we mark you. Very tough. <laughs> Oh, that's why you're asking me about moving up that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Claims these. Well, hey, well, amigo. Here we just piss on you. That's, that's how we do it. <laughs> well, hey, amigo, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, we got to get to this new song that you have coming oh, out. Before we do this new song, okay, 
I did have a couple questions for him. Oh, I apologize. If you're done, I mean, we can talk about you a little more if you want, but <laughs> that's up to you, man. Uh, hey, Marty, how many guys are in your band? Uh, four, including me. Okay. Who has the biggest unit? <laughs> uh, word on the street, I guess, would be young Ethan. I was going to say it's got to be Ethan, right? That's, that's what they say. Will there be a oh, show? Ethan soon? says anyway. That's, he, oh, he self claims it, huh? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a little suspect. Uh, I I don't know, man. Uh, Rich is uh, vouched for it too. So, okay, we're gonna go with him then. Uh, we're going with Ethan. Well, good for him. Nice hammer. <laughs> but you've never actually Ethan seen gets it. The hammer trophy. No, no I haven't. I haven't actually seen. We we ain't been on the road together that long yet. I give it time. <laughs> give it give time. time you'll I'll see just it. ask him next time I'm like well, let's see it then every time he's trying to piss Logan on his Rebel, side of the road just keep sneaking up next to him he's like what the hell are you doing dude? i'm nothing i got p2 <laughs> we see that some bitch we see it uh okay yeah, but I, I can say this about he does have the smallest bladder uh in the uh, band too so uh, i don't know maybe he doesn't have a bladder just big hose small holder yes yeah, yeah. his whole bladder is just inside of his penis he can't have a beer, man, and get in the it's van. Like a water rat. He's like one of those fifteen-minute stoppers. Oh, that'd be annoying. Like every fifteen minutes, <laughs> we're gonna have to fire him. This is not. <laughs> this isn't good for touring. We can't. We love Ethan. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love. But him. I've got the unit. All right, you could stay. <laughs> Damn it, this is a roller coaster. <laughs> but I got this hammer trophy. Yeah. We'll put on diapers then. Okay, and then Logan and I, and if we have guests, usually do a pop quiz back and forth. We'll do ours on the other side, but I do have a pop quiz for you. Okay. Well, you got to do it if you're going to do it. Oh, you want to say, okay. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Quiz, quiz, quiz. Marty, would you rather always have to sit on the lap of one of your bandmates when you play or <laughs> your pants once a show? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty comfortable with everything, so I'd say I'd, I'd sit in one of my bandmates' laps over <laughs> my pants for sure. <laughs> the whole show. gotta be the only answer yeah. right well yeah you yeah don't i mean you run out of clothes on the road the show is gonna be hard if you got yours that's rough yeah these poor bastards i yeah on the road i mean you're just either you're gonna have to eventually put on old <laughs> pants because it's been a while <laughs> since you've washed clothes and you've already through <laughs> all your clothes you know say you bring seven I, changes of clothes eventually you're putting on old <laughs> pants again Exactly. Well, there's not a washing machine in every green room, believe it or not. Yeah, you're like, this is not how I dreamt it. Otherwise, they come strolling into Des Moines and they're like, why are these guys all wearing Walmart sweatpants? <laughs> <laughs> are you choking? Why do you <laughs> your pants every show? It's like, bit. what was that damn pop quiz? I only do. You got it. We have a pop quiz fairy. So whatever, whatever you choose, you have to pretend like is the way real life was. <laughs> that's a good answer though yeah I'd, nobody wants me sitting on their lap but i would have chosen but imagine thing. if he got a following just off that you know there's some people who are like oh dude marty brooks is going to be in town They're like yeah I, i've he's heard of him like, no, we gotta go see him like why because he's gonna shit him he's gonna shit pants at the show and it's awesome wait is that that guy that always sits on the harmonica guy's lap yeah yeah, yeah yep that's yeah. him <laughs> I, I think, hey, I, I guess, uh, in the name of tickets, Logan, you're probably right as far as that goes. Uh, <laughs> hey, it'd be I, a I big draw. It'd get, get pretty lame with, with me just sitting there um, uh, on Tommy's lap or young Ethan. I don't know, man. Young Ethan's lap. That may draw a whole other crowd. But. That's a hell of a lap, though, he's got. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> got, a, got a water noodle in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to be worried about his hammer, though. I want to see it. 
Send pictures <laughs> if you ever do. You got it, man. All right, now we you need get to be to... on Snapchat together. Make that happen for us, Logan. I can, I can certainly make that happen. I promise. Well, let's let him do his. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, enter in. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, the I, new I, single. His new single coming out. Let's get into that. I guess so yeah, we can get him. One, on. Yeah, because since we've taken up plenty of your time and <laughs> made a mockery of great. it, almost. What do you mean? But uh, so you have a new song coming out. It comes. It airs. Or it's going to hit every platform, Spotify, Apple iTunes, everywhere this Friday, December 10th, right? That's it, man. And we're about to get Actually, the- I guess Thursday night at midnight. Uh be gotcha. Thursday night, midnight in the Eastern time zone, I believe. So, uh, Okay, well, this uh, is going to come out Thursday morning at 5 a.m. Central 5 Standard. So they, everybody here is about to get the exclusive on the brand new Marty Brooks single we used to so yeah man um uh i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna let you get off of here and uh after i do we're gonna go ahead and you know play that song as long as we have your your say so on it just want to make sure yes, for, for legality yeah it's recorded yeah now, man so. and uh that's, that's what we talked about so your uh your listeners will get to hear it before anybody man this is uh this is the first playing well that's sure awesome. do appreciate it buddy hey and- marty do you have a uh, do you have a store or anything sell merch? We we try and get our guys to go uh, to the websites of artists, and because uh, we know that's how it keeps them going. Do you sell any merch or anything currently? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, so MartyBrooks.com, uh, and then you can click on the store button from either the menu on your cell phone, or it's you'll see the menu if you're on a computer. Um, but yeah, you can get all my merch and stuff there. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. So uh, this song also has a uh, a video. We shot a professional video with it that will also be coming out uh, Thursday at midnight. So you'll be able to find that on YouTube as well as all of my hiking adventures because I get into a lot of stuff these days. <laughs> and uh, but social media links is Marty Brooks Music on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, but yeah, and and on the single man, just as the people listen to it, it's a sad song. Um, it's right up my alley. About, I listened to it. Yes, it's about I showed my best it to Reb, friend. Man, sorry. That's no, cool, man. But yeah, I lost my best friend several years ago uh, to a drug overdose, and uh, that's something I think everybody can relate to, either directly or indirectly. No we all doubt. know somebody that is not here that should still be here with us, and uh, but also in the song, man, there's a positive message, and it's, we get one time around, one chance in life, and you got to make the most of it. You got to make every day count. So I hope that. Uh, I hope they dig it, man. Beautiful, brother. Well, hey, sure do appreciate your time. Uh, it's been awesome to get to know you, you know, over here, you know, for the last couple of months. And uh, if you need anything from us, don't ever hesitate to give me a shout. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, bud. We'll try and get our uh, Colt over there to your your shop and hopefully buy some merch. Uh, my cut's 10%. Um, we'll send them that way. <laughs> yeah. But no, we wish the best for you, bud. Thanks again. Yeah. Hey, love you, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. I love you too, man. See you, bud.
Brooks. Marty Brooks. Marty Brooks. Sweetheart of a man, isn't he? Good man. I knew you'd like Marty Brooks. I could hang out with him and have a few drinks. Oh, yeah, bud. In fact, next time he's through, we probably will. There's no doubt in my mind. He's going to be back through probably, I'd say, before you know it. Hopefully this spring, maybe. Mm. Early spring before we get busy in the field. Before we get busy, hopefully. Yeah, that's kind of my plan. want to get him back up here and uh, maybe invite all the... Looking Glass listeners. Yeah, tell them to go to the show. Come to the show. Go to the show. You guys want to come to the show? Go to the show. We've given them so much free stuff, and we still, still have to have a drink. Not sure what that was. Mm. Uh, All right, well, Evan, uh, take us into the two-at-a-time bourbon review and roll music. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the Evan Bartles 
two at a time bourbon review starting right now and I take them two at a time We got bud. Penis. Penis. I was just trying to help you. I thought I did pretty good though. I mean, you're tone deaf, so of course you did. That didn't sound that good. Sound really good, actually. Seriously? No. Okay. So this week I (laughs) am. This week, you're going with Calumet Farms. Reb and I have had a Calumet. This isn't the same one, so everybody just piss off. Don't get all excited. Calumet Farm, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is their small batch. It's an 86 proof. It is crafted from a blend of two different premium bourbons. One is a 14-year-old, and one is an 8-year-old. So they blended those together. And that's about all the information I have from you. It just says it's a 50-barrel batch size. Ooh, our favorite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look who it is. Look who he is. <laughs> Puppers. Pupper dupper. Oh, no. What, did it spill? No, he just... Oh, Puppers is loose in the hole. He's loose. Yes. Yes. You having a real live drink? Yeah. Okay. just want to make sure before you're like... No, man, I get the... I gotta cook spaghetti noodles for the babies. The babies are gonna be asleep when I get home, bud. We're actually in the evening here. Yeah, it's seven o'clock. And we're on the free side. Spaghetti noodles. Yeah, I'm really giving them my all. I'm giving them the old <laughs> spaghetti noodles. What are we having today, Dad? Oh, the usual spaghetti noodles. We're like, all right. Any sauce? No, 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 shit, no, kids. Kids. no. Get to your room. <laughs> You know how much sauce costs? Mmm. Oh, okay. Ooh, Let me get a nose on yes. it. You're excited. Don't mind that at all. Don't mind that one bit. Very sweet on the nose. Sweet. Cinnamon. I'm going to say vanilla. Definitely cinnamon, too, yeah. Mm. Damn Caramel. It. I forgot caramel. that. Caramel. There's a layer of caramel in there. We might have to call... Slightly toasted. We might have to call Marty back after this. Don't be that guy. Hey, Marty, it's me again. I thought my phone rang. Was that you? Remember what he told us he was doing whenever I tried calling the first time? <laughs> well, we, we're not going to talk about it on this side anyway. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but but we're going to let him the... go on about his evening. That's not a bad idea. Wow. Toasted caramel marshmallows. Yes. <laughs> Some schmishmoos. Ooh. It's delightful. Yes. Mm, it's delightful. What was it? I mean, I mean, I know it's Calumet. What was the, is it just aged more or what's the green level for? Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's a blend out of two different barrels. One barrel or 25 of the barrels is a 14 year old and 25 of the barrels is an eight year old. God, I was just wish there was a better way to say it. <laughs> I do. I understand what I you're do. saying, but that's I do. That's just it is what it is. So you couldn't say aged 14 years and aged eight years. Can we just get the the uh, average? Yeah. Hmm. Be eleven. Thank uh, you. So it's, can, not, it's not much better, is it? <laughs> anyway. 
So it's a small batch, 86 proof. Boy, that's delightful. All right, let's give these guys a real review and get the hell out of here. It's thin. It's thin, but gosh, dang, is that smooth? So as much hell? cinnamon. Very, yeah. I mean, it's a cinnamon disc. It's in a delightful way. Cinnamon, vanilla. Cinnamon and sugar mixed. I mean, it's a real cinnamon disc, like a sweet candy. Yeah. Almost like a cinnamon roll. You know what I mean? Because it's like so sweet with the cinnamon. I'm not getting the icing on it, though. Not yet. Hmm. Mm. Yes. I shouldn't get my glass too close to you, should I? Mm -mm. No. I guess the way you... Doesn't matter. Yeah, say big shoots, I guess I can't get far enough away. You'd lose your mind if all of a sudden it's going... <laughs> one <laughs> comes flying up. I certainly would not finish my drink at that point. <laughs> Just lands on the bill of your hat. I'm almost positive like, I wouldn't. Ah! Oh, you got me again! Just hanging down like a bird turd. Very cinnamon heavy on the drink. Wow. Honey, honey and cinnamon. I like it so much. It's like having honey and uh, cinnamon Cheerios. Honey nut cinnamon Cheerios. Honey nut cinnamon Cheerios. Yeah, because there is a touch of, I don't know if it's wheat. There's a grainy. It's not corn. Not very little, though. But it's like a grassy. A, no, like a touch of. Like milled, Slum. like a hearty bread. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Just got buttered. <laughs> <laughs> the buns just got <laughs> buttered. What do you do with buttered buns? You make love to them. No, you eat them. Oh, after <laughs> after you make love to them. Yeah, but you nailed it. Uh, man, I'm having a tough time. I'm getting a little floral. What I'm really getting heavy. It's the best is, mood I've been in in six weeks. Yeah, I love to see it. Um, there's a lot of cinnamon, sweet cinnamon. I love you. And honey. Say it back. Um, it's very smooth, very light burn. Of course, I mean it's a low proof. Um, it's so it's, it's some just nice so wood thin. Taste. I'm not. It's not coating my mouth very well. Uh, it does seem very thin. Yeah, just from the thinness, and I'm not even getting a whole lot of legs on my on my glass, but. I just get that I can't even call it faint because it's, it's a strong sweetness, but it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's not your normal brown sugars. No, it's like the, it's like the cinnamon Caramels, and the uh, definitely burnt caramel or toasted caramel on the nose. It's like the cinnamon and the uh, like the vanilla balance so well that it's hard to really pick one out of it. It's honey nut cinnamon Cheerios. Yeah, basically. Nailed it. It's wonderful. <laughs> This review's over. All right, let's score it. All right. <sighs> I like it. I think it's great. Oh, yeah, I would give it a 375. All right, 4.0. I went with a four. I just docked it a little bit because of the low proof point. Um, sure. And that's probably why it doesn't have a lot of the bite and a lot of the burn. But it's a wonderful drinker. I mean, delicious. So, uh, if you guys are looking for a nice, smooth, low-proof point, uh, what I'd call a cinnamon honey bomb, get you a Calumet Farm, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey with the green label, small batch, 86 proof, that is uh, half comprised of the fourteen age 14 year and half comprised of the age 8 year. Delicious. You guys like 11-year-olds? <sighs> clip it. <laughs> Dude, sorry, no, please don't clip it. All right, do we want to do a uh, 
recommendation, song recommendation, or since they played this whole song, we'll just, we're going to let him, we're going to highlight him. Highlight Marty. He deserves it. He's a sweetheart of a man. Well, yeah, and good for him for. Uh, Can you imagine? Being at a non-traditional age to trace your dreams, because I'm at that age, and I haven't chased uh, He's just a real inspiration talking to him there, just listening to how he said, you know, I was I have a higher calling, something's going to make me happy, and I have words that the people need to hear, and selling all of it and going and doing it. That's a true inspiration, honestly. It really is. So, Look, Kudos to Marty Brooks. Cheers to you, Marty. Oh, here, to Marty Brooks. Marty Brooks. All right, guys, for you that uh, you got a pretty good uh, show on the free side this time, don't expect it all the time. An hour? Oh, no. If it wasn't for trying to give maximum exposure to the artists when we do this, we would put it on the other side of the paywall. But we do it for the artists. We do this for the artists. That's why you got a little extra treasure, but we are going to leave you at this point. So remember, for less than the price of a chicken nuggy meal at your uh, local fast food restaurant, you can get us for a whole month on the other side of this paywall. This is what happens when you come across real live music fans. Yeah, they do real live music fan stuff. Yeah. Because we love the music. So guys, go on over to the Patreon app. Download that. Word. You, like a, you do that through. Go on over through. Through. Go on over through the Patreon app, which changed, and I don't like that, but that doesn't matter. But anywho, download the Patreon app. Go to Looking Glass podcast you will find a picture a wonderful picture of me and rebel sitting there there's (laughs) crescendos we're just hanging out just being buds all right peace bye Serves a hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about their homes. And there's a girl in this harbor town, and she works laying whiskey down. They say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. The sailors say brandy. You're a fine girl What a good wife you would be Yeah, your eyes could steal a sailor from the sea Brandy wears a braided chain Made of finest silver from the north of Spain A locket that bears the name of a man that Brandy loved On a summer's day Bringing gifts From far away But it made it clear He couldn't stay No horror was his home The sailor said Bring me You're a fine girl What a good wife You would be But my life My love and my lady Is the same Raging glory 
Say, Brandy. 